Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. In Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, first hour of the show. We had Jerry Johansson on, the agent for Brendan Gallagher. Got a six-year extension yesterday, $6.5 million per. And Louis DeBras, second hour. Truculent Thursday continues. Brian Burke. For our friends at Canadian Power, back Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar, and solar. And we'll also have Edmonton's sporting icon out of Montreal, George LaRock, on the show. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software to our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And we welcome back to the show. Longtime NHL executive, now uh, one of the top analysts for NHL Hockey and Rogers from Sportsnet, Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, you can answer this question because you started off as an agent before you got into uh, hockey operations and management. Uh, we have a question from Mike, who texts the show and says, Bob, what do agents make? So, Brian, do you have a, an approximation on what the average agent would get on a deal? Uh, I think it's 3% if you just do the contract, and I think it's 5% if you do the tax preparation and financial planning. There you have it. So 3 to 5% depending upon your area of expertise. And a guy like Johansson, who has got one of the six or seven largest books, he would have multiple people assisting and, and supporting him. And those, you know, he would have guys. I know he has Scott Bonner, the former GM of Vancouver, as one of his talent guys that target players as young as 13, 14. Uh, he would have his own tax guy. Like when you're talking a firm of that size, they've got to have multiple people involved, don't they? For sure. Yeah, that's, that's a good They would have tax people and it's, it's so say you're a hockey player in place for the Edmonton Oilers. There's, I think, 11 states now that collect withholding on professional athletes when they play in that state. So California's done it for years. Pennsylvania's done it for years. You go down and play the Ducks, you owe them a day's wages subject to California tax. So the average athlete has to prepare, I don't know, I guess... 12 to 15 tax returns in each of those states. It's a pain in the butt. So you've got to do that for the athlete. 
typically they have financial advisors. They got real estate experts available. So yeah, if they charge the five percent, they usually deliver pretty good value on that. You're in Ontario with the Leafs, Vancouver with the Canucks, out in BC and Alberta, obviously with the Flames. Do each of the independent Canadian provinces do that as well? No, okay. and most uh, most states don't. It's only like I think I said that you should ask Jerry next time he's on. I'm guessing it's a dozen or so. I'm pretty sure Nashville's one of the states that, or uh, Tennessee's one of the states that does. If I'm not mistaken, I think heard. that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Well, we're through free agency, so let's get. Uh, well, while we're talking about uh, Jerry, what did you think of? Uh, you know, it sounded like it was done in the water. They went out and made the trade for Anderson, who I love, uh, but they went and got Josh Anderson, seven-year deal for him. He did have our rights, uh, and then they turned around, and signed to Foley on Sunday, and it looked like we were headed down a path where Gallagher might become a free agent. Their Pierre LeBrun put out negotiations were off. And then, boom, less than 48 hours, uh, Bergie gets a deal done with Jerry. Um, is that, does that, you know, you've been, you've been on both sides of that. Does, does that just happen sometimes, or does the uniqueness of this year's market make it a higher probability for maybe happening? Well, I think that's a, I mean, I was asked about it yesterday. I said, look, there's plenty of time here. I had no idea that it would be less than 24 hours. But sometimes it's a, a news story that gooses the GM a little bit because he realized he hasn't been working hard enough on that file. Sometimes, you know, the player pops off and the agent says, well, I can't have this guy mad at me. He's too important a player. But uh, they must not have been far apart to begin with if they got this done that quickly. Well, this is, and it should be noted, uh, Ryan, that Jerry represented Sebastian Ajo, and Bergevin did an offer sheet on Ajo last year. And Jerry also has Carey Price in Montreal. Like, he's got (laughs) – there have been some important moves that have been tied back to the sports corporation here, too. You love Gallagher, don't you, as a player? Yeah, I do. And I watched him play junior, and I thought, there's no way he's going to be a good pro. He's too small. And someone's going to kill him. But he's a lot like Chris Russell. You know, he's a small guy that no one ever told him he was small. Like, Chris Russell, he thinks he's 6'4". Yeah. I know a guy who may have texted Scott Housen and Kevin Lowe about Chris Russell in a drive back once from Red Deer after watching the Medicine Hat Tigers, and the other guy was Derek Dorsett. Derek Dorsett used to, when, uh, when Dion Phaneuf was in Cal, uh, before Dion Phaneuf went to Calgary and played in Red Deer, Derek Dorsett used to run him every shift. I used to laugh. It was unbelievable. But, uh, and, and that's, has, and we've talked about this before. Different time, isn't it, for small players? Games opened up, and ultra competitive guys like a Gallagher, they can play. Yeah. And you've got to have one of two things, preferably both. You've either got to have breakaway speed, like like a, uh, you know, like a, like a Theo Fleury. You got to have that kind of speed to play as a, as a small man. Right. Uh, Brinkett has good foot speed. He's a little guy. Um, Paul Byron is a little guy with great foot speed. Or you've got to have some real a lot of hair on your chest. I was going to say something else. And, um, and, that's, and that's, that's, that's Gallagher. He just, he's fearless. So, yeah, yeah. but the, the rule changes definitely brought the small players back. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the Oilers' overall body of work, Brian? Uh, they bring Pugliarvi back on a two-year deal. That looked like it might be going the other way at one point. Uh, Tourists on a two-year deal. They bring Ennis back on a one-year deal. Uh, Tyson Berry, one-year deal. And Mike Smith, one-year deal. Those five moves. All short-term, by the way. Uh, but give me your overall assessment of Ken Holland's work. 
Well, I think Kenny's a Hall of Famer for a reason. I mean, I like all these moves. And I know people are upset about the goaltending, but keep in mind the goaltending was, was above average during the regular season last year. It just kind of fell apart in the playoffs. But this is, I used the MacGyver analogy. I used to watch MacGyver. I always found a solution. When you've got cap issues, there's two courses of action you can follow. You can do nothing, or you can use a little bit of, of chicken wire and chewing gum and, and, and cobble together a solution. And that's what Kenny's done. He's used small chips, short-term deals, small deals. I love tourists coming in in the three-hole. Uh, he's, he's taken the small amount of cap room he had and maximized it. The goaltending market was interesting. Marks from six times six to the organization you used to work for, the Calgary Flames. I, I'm leery on term, and we went through a period in Edmonton, Brian, where the Oilers signed five players, four years plus, 2013 to 2016. And maybe Andre Secker gave them their best, uh, gave the best bang for the buck, and he ended up getting bought out the last two years. Like now, the Oilers signed a lot of average players. Markstrom is a better than average goaltender, uh, but Calgary stepped up. Brad Trey Living, who used to work for you, uh, six times six on Markstrom, and then he signs Chris Tanev to a multi-term deal as well as in defense. But let's get specific to Markstrom. Were you surprised there was the term that was being thrown out there? There was rumors the orders were at seven years on five million, and uh, give me your assessment on that. Uh, I think there are multiple teams that were five plus. Okay, I think this is this was the crown jewel of the goaltending market, and I think there were multiple teams in it at uh, at five plus. So I think that they went to six to get it done. And, um, and it might be a year too long, but I'm convinced, Bob, we, you and I have had this conversation before. I'm convinced that teams are just building this in. When you go to your owner and say, hey, because you, know, you want to buy a guy out. The owner calls and he says, okay, tell me I'm not an idiot. Six years ago, you insisted that we sign this guy a top dollar and give him a restricted trade clause. And you said he's the greatest thing since night baseball. And now you're telling him <laughs> we're going to buy out the last two years of the deal. And I think what they're doing now is going in and saying, hey, we've got to give them six years if we want to get them, but we're going to buy out the last two. And so it's really not much more than a five-year deal. So to give you the math that people are driving, don't, don't write this down. If six times six, say with Markstrom, you thought he was going to play four years. So six times six is $36 million. When he plays the first four years at six, that's $24 million. And then the last two are bought out at $4 million apiece over four years so the cap hits eight so you end up at 32 yeah for four years instead of 36 for six years so i think gms are building that in now rather than having that unpleasant conversation with the, the owner afterwards well full disclosure when the order signed secra uh one of the individuals that was with the organization at that time expressed that exact sentiment to me on the secra deal yeah. he said we might have to buy out the last year in this guy and if andre doesn't get hurt like uh, gets injured him in game five of the 2017 series and and secra had two catastrophic uh lower body injuries in back-to-back years you know he tore out his acl and then he blew out his achilles training the next summer he was never the same defenseman he's still good enough to play in the league as a 1.5 million dollar t-man but he's not worth five and a half million bucks so those sort of things happen um taylor hall to buffalo eight million bucks what'd you think i scratched my head at first and i went on the radio and said i don't get this one bit 
And so Darren Ferris called me, the agent, and he said, what don't you get? And I said, none, none of this. You know, the first off, you're talking about going to work, play for a contender. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pretty sure that ain't Buffalo. And he said, no, that market never materialized for the type of term and money we thought. It's a pandemic, obviously. Yep. So we want to wait till the revenues come back up a bit. If he has a big year playing with an elite center, and, uh, and I th- I really believe Jack Eichel is one of the top ten players in the league. I think he's fantastic. I see him a lot. So do I. I. I think he's really underrated. And he's big and strong. And people don't realize what a great skater he is because he's such an efficient skater. He doesn't move his feet very fast. And so you, you look at him, he'll take three strides to go from one blue line to the other. But he's, he's not bouncing around like Connor or not, you know, not showing that roadrunner speed. But he just eats it up, and so I think it's—I think it makes sense. And then a year from now, he's back in the free agent market. Hopefully, revenues have bounced back a bit. There's more of a marketplace for his services, and the group of free agent forwards. Uh, hopefully, he's hoping won't be won't be very deep. If you were him, would you have looked in the five million dollar range if a team like Boston, Colorado, or and I know the owners had conversations. They certainly they didn't have five to get to, but. Should he have considered maybe taking three million less? That's what Brian Lawton suggested yesterday. Brian, he's like, he's like Bob. Given how compressed the schedule is going to be, how much money is being deferred, how much money is being held back in escrow, this was the year to take way less. Do you agree with that uh, sentiment? Uh, I did not see that segment. I, I like Brian Lawton's work on TV, but I did not see. Yeah, that segment. no, he did. No, he said that on our show yesterday. He just okay. he met. So we, we talked about it yesterday, and he thought that he thought Taylor should have looked at a place like Colorado, and he mentioned Edmonton on a cheap, inexpensive one-year deal at this upcoming season because we're not sure when we're going to play. If we play, this would have been the year to do it, was in 2021. I kind of get the Buffalo thing because I know what Taylor thought of Ralph Kruger. I know what Nugent Hopkins and Sam Gagne and all those guys thought of Ralph in the year that he coached the team. And uh, they they like the energy that he brought on a day to day basis. So I kind of understood it a bit from a from a perspective there. Yeah, I think Ralph was a big part of it. I think Jack Eichel was the major draw. And I guess I'd say to lots, um, should he take a one year deal of five? He's saying in Colorado rather than eight in Buffalo. No, a one year deal at five instead of eight in Buffalo because of how much money is going to be held back and everything else, and how short the season might turn out to be. Yeah, that, there's some merit to that. There's some logic there, but there's going to be as as much or more money held out next year. This coming season, the players are taking a 30% haircut. 
So put this in perspective. A six million dollar player is going to make about four million gross. Yep. For this coming season, it's not going to be any better the next year. In fact, it's probably going to be worse. So I don't. I know. I don't think I agree completely with Lots. Uh, I see the logic to it, though. But isn't Seattle going to pull about seventy million bucks off other teams? That might open up a little bit more window from other teams, or sixty or seventy million from other teams, and then there's going to be some expiring contracts as well. So yep. there might might be more money for some individuals. I, I guess that'd be the the counter to that. Alex Petrangelo, man, Vegas, Brian, Vegas is in everything, and they had a pretty good team already, and they're in everything, and they've kind of changed. They've kind of run. To, to me, it's like. They've sacrificed some guys that appear to be a part of their original success, and that success only happened a couple of years ago. So I'd like to get your thoughts on the, the Petrangelo deal to Vegas and, and maybe about the collateral effect that maybe nobody's safe on that team for moving. Well, I think there's a fine line. I think players sitting in a dressing room, if I'm sitting in the Oilers dressing room and I'm beside uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and we're both forwards and it's not going to cost us our jobs. And they say, we're getting Petrangelo. Oh, by the way, Nate, uh, Kelly wants to see you. We're probably looking, okay, Nate Schmidt is a wonderful young man. He walks out the door and Alex Petrangelo walks in and sits in a stall. We're probably like, hey, high five. The problem is so many names were floated, including defensemen, not just Schmidt, but Alec Martinez, uh, Pacioretty. At some point, and I talked about this on the radio, at some yes, point, that churn. The churn in the dressing room's got to stop where it's demoralizing because they won't be able to sign free agents if they keep peddling them a year or two later. Like, we're very careful. When we signed Steve Bozak, or Tyler Bozak, as a uh, Steve Bozak played for me in Vancouver, Bozak, former flame. Yeah. Uh, we signed Tyler Bozak. We got a couple trade offers on him his second or third year. Good trade offers, like that we had to think about. And we we're like, how are we going to sign any college free agents if we peddle this guy right away? So I think at some point that churn has to stop. But I think for right now, they come out of the gate like I think they're going to come out of the gate, and the fans will forget about how popular some of these guys were. Steve Bozak only scored against Edmonton when he played in Calgary and in <laughs> Vancouver. It was on like if you looked up his career numbers, I would I would bet that he scored twenty percent of his goals against Edmonton in his career with with Calgary and Vancouver. It was unreal. He used to light them up for fun. Uh, Final question for you, Brian. When do you think we're playing? Uh, well, Bill Foley said February 1st, and he would have been in on that last conference call with the Board of Governors. I think January 15th, if they want to play, I, I have three predictions. One, January 15th, and I don't base that on anything other than my gut and talking to a few people. Um, I actually made a bet with Robin Leonard that we'll start on January 15th rather than February 1st. Okay. Um, Second, we're going to play in the range of 60 games. Uh, And third, that you're going to have a a much more compressed schedule, and obviously they're going to have to change the divisions. They're going to have to have an all-Canadian division, which Bill Foley also said. But with the border closed and 14-day quarantine, U.S. teams can't play up there and play. So it'll be an all-Canadian division, which is kind of exciting. And they'll compress the schedule. So uh, Vancouver's not going to fly to Edmonton and play one game. They're going to fly to Edmonton and play two games. Right. And bust to Calgary or fly to Calgary and play two more. So there'd be more compression and, and less travel. The cost of travel, which I've been bitching about for 15, 20 years now, 
the cost <laughs> of travel, which the league has ignored till now, is all of a sudden a major factor. Yeah, the Oilers would spend roughly. I don't want. I don't want to reveal too much here, but two and a half to three million dollars just in uh, flights alone during the course of the year. Like that's yeah, same with Calgary. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question because uh, you know we all have to watch it. It's just the reality of the situation. I believe it could potentially be a factor. Does U.S. election play a factor at all? In, in when we potentially return? Could it theoretically play a factor? Uh, yeah, it could, because if the election goes a certain way, I think you'll see a much more serious approach to the COVID. I think you'll see a very aggressive approach if, if uh, Vice President Biden is elected. I mean, he's pledged that. I'm not getting into politics. He's pledged that. Right. And if they, can, if they, if they have a nationwide mask mandate, and if they put some teeth into some of these things and bring the rates down, then, yeah, maybe the border could open sooner. Maybe we can play sooner. Maybe we get fans in the building sooner. But I think we have to play. I think it's vital that we play because if we don't, uh, people get used to doing something else. They're, they're, we've lost a chunk of our audience. We'll never get back through this pandemic. And we won't know how many they are. I think the game's going to come back great and our ratings were good. But a whole bunch of people that didn't get to watch hockey for four months, guess what? Some of them joined book clubs. Some of them took French lessons. Some of them f- founded, a, started playing bridge. They're, they found other things to do, and hopefully not a very big percentage. I'm more worried south of the border than I am north of the border as far as losing interest. But we got to play. We have to play, even if it means no fans. And then maybe a month in, we put in 10%, 20%, whatever the local authorities permit. And then someday when there's a vaccine, we have full buildings again. But in the meantime, we have to play. And if that means we play with no fans and we we sustain massive losses through the lost ticket revenue, so be it. We have to play. Yeah, I'm with you on uh, Ken. I mean, I, I could tech, ask our listeners to jump in right now. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. If you could wear a mask, would you go to the games? And, and play at 50%, our fans would be 100%. Like, I'm telling you right now, a large percentage of our, our fans. That's out, And it's because it's the number one sport in the market. Like, Alabama's playing. They're hosting Georgia Saturday night. Huge NCAA game. Their coach has got COVID. But if they could, they would jam that thing. You know that, Brian. Like, that would be because yeah. it matters the most in that market. And in Canada, hockey matters the most. We have to be way more responsible than that, though. It's got to be social distancing. Masks alone in an indoor space are not enough. So we've got to walk slowly here, follow the local health authorities. But anyone will tell you in an enclosed space, a mask alone will not stop transmission if the building's full. So, no, we go socially distanced, mask required. You take, you know, who wants to go to hockey and not have a beer? Okay, take, pull the mask up, have a sip of your beer, pull it back down. But we got to be responsible as we bring this back because the, the first death we have from someone who attended a sporting event, and we'll have one soon in the States if we haven't already, yeah. that, that's going to set everything back. No, I, I'm with you. But I, I, I'm like you. I do believe we have to play. And you believe they're going to find a way to spend less money and travel as well. That's what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Hey, love which having. Should have done, which they should have done all along. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Brian, awesome stuff. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. From the, or for our friends of the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical prefabrication and solar, electrical and service, that is 
Brian Burke. You can always text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. And uh, you can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline as well, 780-496-0063. Again, from my perspective, the people I talk to, they're like, give me the option of wearing a mask and going to games. Most fans I know would, would take that up. And, and again, I'm not saying at 100%. I'm not even saying at 50%. Maybe it's I don't know what the percentage is out of the gate. Uh, it was interesting yesterday that Ottawa's owner, Eugene Melnick, saying 6,000 fans. He's, I think he's got about a 20,000-seat facility, so do the math there. It's like one-third. That's 33%. You already know the old saying, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, and now 0% financing is back at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Come see the deals on 2020 F-150s, Escapes, Mustangs, and more. Plus, get a trade-in bonus of at least $1,000 when you swap out your 2016 model or older. Go down and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, in the game at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin, or go online at BrentRidge.com. The Oilers Now Injury Report was brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, of course, all-star safety for the EE football team, won the 1993 Grey Cup. Jim Brown used to be involved with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, they want you to stay safe and stay positive, and when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based sports personality, coming up at 135 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.